So welcome everybody and welcome back to the podcast. This is episode number two. Uh, This one we're giving the glorious title of Tax Tech and the Highlights of 2023. And as per usual, you can get our podcasts on the usual channels, Spotify, Apple Music and and other places. So uh, without further ado, I'm going to introduce our guest. It's very exciting. Uh, Today we have the boss. We have the CEO of Tax Systems, Bruce Martin, with us. Uh, Thank you very much for joining, Bruce. It's, uh, It's really good to have you here. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me, Russell. Good. Really excited to be here. So, who are you? Introduce yourself. I mean, I have a, a fair idea, but uh, tell our listeners who you are. Um, well, I'm, I'm obviously CEO currently of, of Tech Systems. Um, joined the business two and a half years ago as CFO. Um, and before that, I worked with various different um, sort of finance roles across a big multinationals as well as private equity backed software. So, that's me. I'm originally from South Africa. I'm sure most people can hear my accent and, and we'll pick that one out. Sometimes get mistaken for being Australian because I think my first name, Bruce, is a bit of a giveaway. Um, but yeah, so that's it. That's me. Good stuff. So this is the December. This is the festive episode. Um, so before we get into any of the real heavy content today, um, mm-hmm. not that there will be any, but um, what does Christmas look like in the household? We're what, a week and a half away. What's going on? I mean, like I've got three young daughters, so nice. it's absolute chaos <laughs> at the moment. Lots of elf on the shelf shenanigans and things like that going on. Um, you know, so, so for, for us, it's always, you know, a, a real family time for us. It, it's not always that for everybody else. Um, but for us, it's a, you know, exciting time for the kids. And what we try and do in our house is actually make the joy of giving, um, just as important as the joy of receiving. Mm. Um, so that's always a big thing. But the actual day of Christmas we spend with my father, my sister's family, my wife's mother and father and brother. So very much family oriented around Christmas for us. Um, but as I say, you know, we're in a really privileged position to enjoy Christmas. It's not always a great time of year for everybody. But for us, we use it as a time of reflection and a time to recharge our batteries after what's been a pretty busy year. Just out of interest, what's on the table on Christmas Day? Who, 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 do you do the cooking or is that outsourced? Uh, uh, no, no, no. So um, we we are hosting um, at our place this year. So we will have, again, South African heritage, lots of meat, nice. um, which I will cook, but I will barbecue um, oh, or bra. Amazing. So they'll go into the Weber, actually, um, in the kettle bra, and then all the usual trimmings and things that go on. I have been banned from doing my traditional, um, I, I like to do my own version of pigs and blankets, <laughs> which is just like proper big sausages with lots of bacon on. Oh, um, but, but my wife said not this year. <laughs> We've got too much stuff. Nice. Well, I mean, that's it's probably, a, probably a good thing, maybe. Um, you, As you said, uh, 2023, quite a busy year. Um, it's a bit of an understatement. Uh, what's it been like for you? Look, I agree. It's absolutely flown by. It's been a crazy year. I think personally, just to to touch on the personal side uh, for a moment, I've, I've had my eldest daughter, Grace, successfully navigate the highs of primary school Oof. and settle nicely into secondary school, which is obviously a blessing. You always want your kids to transition well into, into new surroundings. So it's been awesome. Um, Julia, our six-year-old, is is now an avid reader, and Oof. she likes to read loads of fact books and take notes about the facts that she really wants to remember, which I think is quite kind of mind-blowing for a six-year-old. And then Alexandra, our youngest, is kind of readying herself for school. And she's really frustrated that she can't read and write yet like her big sister. So, I mean, for us, it's been a busy year from a kid's perspective. But from a work perspective, it's been a lot of fun. 
Um, and when you're having a lot of fun at work, Tom tends to fly by. Um, and no doubt we'll get into more detail about what we've done in 2023. Um, but for me, it's been a lot of fun. Um, and with a lot of fun, that time just seems to disappear. Yeah, it has. It's definitely absolutely flown by. I was trying to think back as to what we were up to, you know, this time last year, and it was quite different. We've done so much stuff this year. It's been a real learning curve in a lot of, you know, new ways obviously for me and I'll, I'll talk a bit more about ai later of course i uh, wouldn't be a of course you will, w- yes. w- wouldn't be a podcast <laughs> wouldn't be a podcast with me without at least a brief mention of it um but yeah, certainly yeah, that 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 has amongst other things that's changed the game so i guess as a business from a business point of view what's changed within kind of about or about tax systems in 2023 or in the last 12 months what's what's your reflections on that i, I guess i would say we've done um we've listened a lot so we've spent a copious amounts of time with our customers, really listening to what their pain points are, what they really need from our products. Um, and the outcome of all that listening has meant we, we have been able to really focus down on key products that will really make a difference for our customers. And I know we're going to be launching some of those um, in the early part of next year. One of them hmm. being AR powered, Russell, um, which is super exciting. You know, so I think a lot of listening and understanding of our customers' processes and their pain points. The second one, I think internally, we've really transformed our operational side of our business. And mm-hmm. what I mean by that is, you know, it's no surprise that we've been on a cloud journey. Um, and what that journey has meant is that actually we've needed to change our operational cadence around simple things like, releases of product where typically we'd release alpha tax twice a year. Now we, you know, it, it's a good cadence around monthly releases, you know, it's small things like that, but those are big movements for a company that has been always used to just doing things twice a year, actually gearing that up to do it monthly has been a huge shift. So that, that shift towards SaaS mentality. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've definitely made great strides on that in, in 2023. And then I think, the last thing, thirdly, is we've grown. We've grown as a business. And, you know, one of the big strategic um, revisions that I and collectively the leadership team and our investors have had for the business is to actually spread the wings of the company, mm-hmm. take it out, broaden our product set, take us into other geographical um, locations. And I'm sure we'll talk about it later, but that was actually delivered through an acquisition that we made last year. And, you know, that will be a strong growth lever for our business in the future. Yeah, no, and that's definitely something we're going to get your take on very shortly. So I'm I'm looking forward to that as well because I'm interested to hear what that's been like because obviously that's been in the works for a few months. And um, as you say, just uh, in fact, earlier this week was announced. And, and by the time we publish this um, out on the, the wider airwaves, it will be a week or two old. But certainly already, you know, I'm seeing loads of people asking questions about what does this mean and, and what does that do and how does that change for business? It's really, really exciting time. So, uh, okay, let's, flip, let's, 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 let's kind of flip that around. What's the one thing we haven't done this year that you think we should have done or you would have liked to have done? I thought this was supposed to be an easy enough conversation, <laughs> Russell. No, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't expecting these tough questions. Um, look, look, I think as, as a business, you always want to make efficient uses of your finite resources, so whether it be people, cash, um, you've, got to, you've got to navigate market headwinds. There's, there's lots to think about. But I think being the kind of um, person I am, I, w- I wouldn't say there's anything that we haven't done that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. 
I would just say I, I would have liked to have done some of those things a little bit faster. Yeah. Yeah, it's always a challenge. Um, but 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 again, that's just kind of my nature. You know, I like to I like to deliver and execute. So, you know, if we can do that faster, I'm always happier. Yeah, no, fair enough. I think that's a, a great shout. And um, as you know, I'm of a similar mindset. Ah, just get it out. Yeah. <laughs> Customers will be fine. Uh, you know, it's 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 probably good we have a few checks and balances around the place, right? Um, Super important. Yeah, Super important. Around. Yeah, absolutely. So, tax model. Let's talk tax model. Um, so, we bought a business. Take us through the journey. What's your insider kind of scoop from from the position that you've been in? It would be really interesting, and I'll, I'll probably ask a few follow ups on that. Yeah, sure. Um, look, let's, just to provide a bit of context around the reasoning of, of the acquisition, this will certainly accelerate our strategy to create a leading international mid-market tax compliance software platform, you know, really focused on building out regional specific products, which we already have, and then multi-regional tax compliance solutions that can, you know, go cross-border to so international tax focus. Um, you know, the acquisition of the tax model will expand our non-UK revenues to over 25% of group revenues, which is you know, amazing, and will really enable us to increase the depth and breadth of the solutions we can offer our current customers. Um, and again, again, back to the earlier point, the listening point has been super important. A lot of our customers have been asking for the products that tax model bring um, to the party for a long time now. Mm -hmm. And so I think this is just testament to the work we are doing in listening and then delivering for our customers. And I think that will be super important building out that cloud platform in the future. And I think it's important to mention that we have a very good investor in Beaumont Capital who have been really supportive mm -hmm. on this journey with us. You don't always get that. So, um, you know, I'm super, super thankful for Beaumont's support as well. Nice. And then, you know, so I, like like a few people around the business, I've um, I've met Hank, who's their CEO and founder, absolutely nailed on future podcast guest for sure. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Be good. yeah, yeah. We'll definitely get him on. But what, what it's been like working with him, obviously, he's a, you know, he, he founded the business, what, what, over 10 years ago and has been with that business from true sort of startup to scale up to, to where they are now. What's it been like working with, with Hank pretty closely, I imagine, over the last few months? Uh, the, the great thing about the Dutch is that they're very direct um, and that really works well for me being South African. So <laughs> Hank and I really kind of hit it off really well from the start because we had really frank and honest and open conversations from my, my first meeting with him in, in Den Bosch uh, about seven months ago. Um, so, you know, for me, he's born and raised in international tax compliance and he is a real thought leader in the field um, you know so he's going to be super important around our product strategy business strategy table and really adding useful insights and useful guidance on all things international tax mm -hmm. i mean he's, he's a lovely man really family focused um, he's built a business that has a very similar culture to tax systems which means that that coming together of, of two companies is going to be really really easy because we've got really similar people um, who look at the world through the same eyes as we do, which is awesome. Yeah, I, th I think for me, one of the things that I was really, really impressed with is that, you know, as a business, we've always had a big USP around how well we know tax. We've got deep tax experts in our business, people that have been in the business and been in tax for genuinely decades. And that means, you know, what that translates to in the product is really, really deep technical 
um, and and frankly perfect treatments of tax. And when immediately I'm spending a bit of time with the guys there, they know tax just as well as we do. There is some real, real deep expertise in the fields that they're in um, and, of course, complementary fields to what we do um, in tax systems. So it just works really well. You know, you can... You look around the industry and, of course, there's a lot of people that know a lot of stuff, but actually working with people that understand both tax and technology in the same kind of depth that we do has been pretty fascinating. And um, you always kind of like to sit back and go, oh, that's our secret source. We're really good at that. And then you go to another business. You're like, oh, they're really good at that, too. Um, so I guess that's a big reason that we wanted to, to get involved with them, because uh, it's more of more of that good stuff. Absolutely right. And I think that what we'll have is we'll have a natural coming together of minds across international jurisdictional tax compliance versus domestic tax, right? So obviously I have a lens of, of the world from a local domestic tax perspective. They come at a, a much higher level going, what does that mean for mm. your international tax compliance requirements? So that natural tension will be really good to extend us. So we'll extend them um, and we'll get more quality products out um, to our customers, which is obviously what we want right yeah absolutely and it's um you know in a, in a time when of course it's it's only relevant to some of our listeners but um you know pillar two is is top of agendas for a lot of people for a lot of time and um that lens um adds another string to our bow so to speak so that's um so that's really good excellent so uh what's 2024 let's move on let's uh, let's cast our eyes forward what are you most looking forward to 2024 Look, like for me, we've set a really good foundational base in 2023. We've done a lot of good things that perhaps have gone under the radar because they are going to be the foundation stones for a really exciting 2024. Mm. Um, so for a business that had sort of two core products um, coming into the year, we'll be, you know, at the end of Q1 next year, we'll probably have about six or seven core products, which is game changing, frankly. Um, so I am really looking forward to the launch of your AR powered um, product, Russell. I'm going to call it your your product, <laughs> Russell, because it was your brainchild. Um, you know, so I'm 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 looking forward to um, seeing the launch of our homegrown products, but also really looking forward to seeing how tax model products are received with our customers. But more importantly, just continuing to service our customers in the way that we do, right? For me, mm. that's a, a really, really important part of our business and our ethos and things that we do really, really well is we should be servicing our customers with good products and supporting them in the best way that we can in order to make their corporation and international tax compliance more joyous than mm. it currently is, especially in the first of season. Right? Joyous is a good word for Joyous is that. a very good season. Maybe we'll add in some form of jingle bells or something, sort of background music <laughs> to, to go along with that and, and some tinsel on the logo on the podcast as well, something like that, I think. Okay, cool. Well, I'm, you know, well... As you said, I will always talk about AI in some way, shape, or form on one of these things. And and uh, you've been in enough meetings with me to know um, it tends to tends to come up. Not every time, but I'm I am a bit of a broken record. But it's um it's what I like to spend my time doing. Um, and as you say, we're we're moving uh, that way with the new product in the new year. I think one of the things I just wanted to reference, uh, I get your take on, was something I've been reading over the last couple of days. Where we, you know, as an industry, we we obviously we work with a lot of developers. Developers suffer. Um, it's a known thing. This isn't just sort of made up um, LinkedIn random stuff. This is real stuff. They suffer from something they seem to call winter syndrome, which is that we get less code in December. Uh, that's, you know, 
clearly people do take more time off because of Christmas and things like that. But um, generally speaking, there's always something we have to deal with as a business, which is, you know, there's a little bit of downtime. Um, so sprint planning changes and the uh, level of output we get tends to change a little bit in December. And um, I was reading something on the way here, which was actually talking through that if you ask GPT-4 to write code, if it's in December, as in you say, it's it's December and I want you to do this task, it actually writes less code than if you ask it to do the same thing in May. So you're literally giving it the same task, but you're telling it it's December versus May. And there is a statistically um, statistical difference between how much code it will write if it thinks it's December, which to me is kind of insane because of how, you know, that's where that, where's that learner from. But, but, you know, how does that sit with your brain when you start to think about some of these things? Less efficient code, right? You yeah. could have less code that, that's working a lot better because Maybe. the guys... The guys the guys want to rush off to a Christmas party to so <laughs> yeah. actually solve the problem in, in less code. So it's not always a bad thing, um, but interesting, like super interesting. It can use to replicate personas at different types of the year with different moods and times. I mean, like the, this technology is mind blowing mm. um, in its its ability to do all sorts of different things. I said, is it kind of hopped up? Is this game changing? Is it like, are people making too much of the technology? Um, I actually, I don't think so. Like, I, th- I think this is probably game changing. Um, and I think most people's lives and, and their working lives will be affected bad way. I actually think in a real positive way. Mm. Um, I almost think back to when I first learned about the internet in the nineties, um, how game changing that was just for, you know, learning and, you know, get it, getting through university and, and doing school projects and things like that. For me, this is on a similar scale. It's just ramping it up. It's completely game changing. And, you know, for me, I use it regularly, but I use it in a co-pilot sense. It's my assistant mm. as opposed to my absolutes as an assistant, as something that, that's supporting you do your job in a better, more efficient way. It really is, really is so valuable. Yeah. I what think, do you what, what do you, what do you think about AI, Russell? What do I think about AI? Well, it's um it's oh, there's a few things. There's a few things probably, you know, and that's the thing, right? We we record these podcasts monthly, so there's a lot of change that happens in a, in a month in the world of in the world of generative AI particularly at the minute. I'm sure our listeners only want the podcast to be less than 30 minutes, mate. We don't have like hours for your uh, your assessment of AI. Two hopefully pithy statements I think are quite interesting. Firstly, um we do have our first we've we've always referenced and I've been to a lot of talks on AI that reference the uh there was a case in New York where some lawyers invented some case law as part of their submission um, uh, because they use GPT. There's actually now a HMRC reference. So HMRC, somebody invented, uh, somebody on a personal tax matter um, submitted some totally fictitious case law as part of their personal tax dispute with HMRC. So got them some hot water. But we now have a nice UK relevant case of exactly the same thing of don't just chuck stuff into chat GPT and assume it's just going to churn out stuff that's fully accurate. So, you know, there's, there's always that kind of be careful and check your work. Um, the other thing I think that that's kind of resonated with me more recently with some of the talks and the conferences I've been going to is the way to think about generative AI is, is you know, one of the ways to think about it, of course, is that imagine back however many years to when Microsoft were quite early on and, and people didn't really know what an operating system was. Like, don't, don't view AI as a as necessarily, you know, it does a lot of different things. But this is the early stages of a new operating system in, in some people's view. You know, this is something that we need to be very careful with. There have to be guardrails. But fundamentally, when you wind the clock forward 10, 20, 30 years, the way that people will operate will be fundamentally underpinned by this technology, but obviously a much more advanced version of the technology. And if we think this stuff's only yeah. been out in the ether for a little over a year, um, it's pretty incredible how how far it's come. So 
I won't wax lyrical any more than that, but it's um, it's certainly something I spend lots of time doing, as you know. Um, last Absolutely. question. Absolutely. Last question. Any New Year's resolutions? Anything that you're going to be taking into the new year um, as both uh, Bruce at home with the three kids as well as Bruce um, in the office as the as the year? To be honest, I'm not a big resolutions guy, right? So, like, um, I don't typically um, set resolutions. Um, however, I have one personal thing that I'm really trying to achieve. Um, and I set the goal for myself at the start of this year. And I made good ground in achieving it, but I didn't achieve it. And that's getting into single figures, a single figure golf handicap mm-hmm. um and i think i moved from what 14 to 10.4 so like really really close very close um but there were certain reasons why i didn't spend as much time on the golf course as i would like to this year um so hopefully i can tweak that that handicap ever so slightly and get it below 10 so that'll nice. be that'll be like a personal one but again for me um my, my view on on our business is just to continue pushing the boundaries that we can, but making sure that our employees are, uh, you know, bringing the best versions of themselves to the business, um, and, and we can do that as an employer by giving them everything they need in order to be the best versions of themselves at work, and that is unblocking blockers, giving them technology that they need to use, providing you know, all the resources that they need in order to be as effective as possible. And that for me will, will always be something I'm striving to unlock and achieve. And that's a result of lots of conversations with employees. You all know me, Russell. Hmm. I like that openness and honestness because we can't we can't change and, and help employees if they don't talk to us, which they do a lot. Um, and we'll continue to build a great, great business for our employees. Awesome. Well, Thank you very much. Um, it's been a real pleasure having you here. Thank you for taking the time. I know you're a busy guy. Lots of uh, maybe an afternoon at the golf course coming up. You never know. Uh, no, not quite. Um, so oh, yeah. not yet. <laughs> it's a it, yeah, it's a bit rainy anyway. You don't want to be out there. You want to be in the nice, nice warm. Um, so thank you very much, everyone, for listening. It's uh, of course it's the last episode of the year, but we will be back in January. We've got a uh, quite a few. In fact, we've got a, a roster of guests lined up for next year already. Both internal and external so um got some exciting topics to to treat you to in the new year um as i said at the start you can subscribe um, and listen to this on a variety of different mediums i'm told spotify apple google and amazon and anywhere else where you might get your podcast but um thank you very much for your time bruce and we'll um we'll speak soon it's a pleasure thanks for having me and happy holidays to all our listeners 